You're dialed in to the Turn In Two podcast with your hosts, Matt Mills and Tito. You know, I do this every week and I still can't figure out where the cord button is. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Cardinal fans, to another episode of the Turn In Two podcast. Alongside me tonight, as usual, is Tito. Tito, how's everything going, and um, how's your week? It was it was pretty good. Um, I'm doing well. Um, I feel great about you know Saturday night. We'll talk about that here in a second. Um, it's just nice to have all these sports going on. That's for sure. Absolutely, and um, you know we are on our small. Oh, maybe not small, maybe a month-long series of um, of uh, the World Baseball Classic stuff. And last week we looked at pools A and B of the World Baseball Classic. And I know today we are going to touch base on um, a few things. And we're going to touch base on pools C and D. Um, so, you know, let's, let's start it off. Um, with St. Yeah. Louis Blues, man, they uh, dealt uh, Ivan Barbashev to the um, to the Las Golden Vegas Knights. Golden Knights, the Golden Knights, Knights. Um, and they are trending downwards very quickly. <laughs> which you expect when yeah. you lose uh, some good players. Um, Arbin, Arbin. <laughs> Ivan Barbashev, you know, uh, another 2019 uh, Stanley Cup winner with the St. Louis Blues. Um, on his way out, um, but you know, they're 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 doing some things uh, with the roster. I think that uh, yeah. try to be youthful. So I understand it. Business is business, right? I mean, sometimes this is the ugly side of sports where you have to wheel and deal. Um, again, I'll give kudos to Doug Armstrong for pulling the trigger and and getting what he can for the players that he's dealt. And I think it's, uh, you know, it's tough to see because as obviously as Blues fans, we don't want to stink, obviously. Um, but, you know, if they can retool quickly, uh, I think the the team will be better off for it. Absolutely. Um, Battle Hawks, 2-0. Uh, another come from behind victory. Um, and we, I was not, I was not convinced they were going to win that game um no. the uh the big boot was not getting it done but by god he did did get it done to uh send the the battle hawks to uh two and oh shout out to um you know aj mccarron for yeah uh getting them another w i like the story that's developing with aj mccarron and his sons and and just wanting to play to play you know oh absolutely I think it's a feel good story that the, you know, a lot of people could probably relate to, you know, I miss playing sports. And so I I get it. Yeah. You don't realize it until, you know, he knows that if he was on a NFL roster, the likelihood of him getting many snaps is probably slim. And, you know, I think he's got three young children who, who live, uh, live seeing him play through YouTube and um, yeah. I get it. I totally get it. And it's awesome for him to take a time out and um, just take less money probably than what he would get as a backup in the NFL. And well, even the even the rock uh, gave him a shout out too. You yeah, know? I saw that. And, and I saw he, that. 
Definitely. And he in and, and the Rock even recognized saying like, man, he took less money. He knew it. He just wants to play the game, and sometimes that's what it's all about. That's what's being a competitor. Yep. Um. Yeah, it's it's a nice story. I'm glad that they're that the Battlehawks are kind of picking up where they left off. Uh-huh. Yep. To be honest, and and, and the dome uh, opened up the top half. Tickets were. Oh yeah, yeah. Tickets are selling off the uh, off the charts and. Yeah, I expect that to be a loud place when they come home and play. Well, and and here's the thing, you know, just to just to quickly touch on this, when you ha- this speaks to the problem St. Louis had with the Rams, right? If it's not a good product, of course people are not going to come and support. But when it's a good product and you're winning games and you're having success, mm-hmm. of course these things are going to happen. And you know, obviously, we're going to touch on city here, and I and I think um, I'll, I'm pretty much going to echo what I'm saying here. But for the Battlehawks to have the success right now is is huge for them. Mm-hmm. It's huge, and you can't really understate that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the we'll just transition right into it. Yeah, and to finish up the uh, the the talk, uh, St. Louis City had their inaugural game against uh, San Antonio. Nope, Austin. Amarillo? Austin? Yeah. It's a city in Texas. <laughs> no, yeah. but I, I did see that. Uh, this is why I was confused. Texas has a lot of MLS teams, but that's they besides do. the point. I screwed up. They played yeah. Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, they won, come back. Um, it was a thrilling um, match game. Um, you know, they they took the lead early, uh, won nothing, semi early, mm-hmm. halfway through the first half. Um, then they battled back and got um got uh, a, nifty, a well-deserved win. Yeah, that nifty that nifty footwork that uh yeah got him that Joel goal. Klaus, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no yeah. idea who he is, but excellent job for uh securing the W, if you will, for uh St. Louis City. A well-earned three points. I mean Speaking from being at the Saint, you know, the Saint Luligans uh, watch party at Schlafly Tap Room, it was amazing. Did you um, have the audio wasn't. Um, I have a little bit, but I was going a little too crazy. Well, I didn't know if you guys uh, could hear anything because the, the announcers. Man, oh, was... oh, oh! No, no, no! Yeah, no, not off the TV. Okay. It was so loud. Yeah, it, we couldn't hear the TV, so we literally were just watching. Yeah, um, it was it was very cool because the announcers were talking about you know this being their first game and 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 how you know St. Louis you know has the Cardinals and um you know you you they basically said they knew there were people watching around at watch parties and at home mm-hmm. and everything like this, getting ready for uh, St. Louis City. And, uh, you know, it was a very cool moment. And not only that, but for them to win um, their first their first uh, game that uh, yeah. it was it was awesome. And, um, you know, yeah. as, as I tweeted, I I subscribed to uh, the MLS season pass um, today. So um, I'm gearing it's up for, for you. Uh, I'm, I'm gearing up for a hockey for a hockey for a soccer season ahead. Um, mm-hmm. with St. Louis City. Yeah. Well, good for you, man. I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. You've come a long way. Yeah. I mean, here, here here's what I'm going to say about it. When you're a franchise, you know, starting out and 
you have everything going, or at least all the pundits saying you're going to finish last, I think it makes it easy for you. Yeah. Because the expectation is you don't have to do well because everybody expects you not to do well. Mm -hmm. But I turned to my buddy while we were at the game and I told him there is more pressure on Austin to win this game Mm -hmm. convincingly than for St. Louis to lose it poorly. Yeah. Because of all those expectations. Yeah. And when it was one-to-one at halftime, I turned to him and I said, we are winning this game. And that was solely based on how they were playing in the moment. And even when they went down Mm two-to-one, they did not give up. Yeah, They fought back, and of course, they got a gift of a second goal. I mean, there's no, there's no denying that, you know, you're, you, that's never, that's not always going to happen. So their second goal given up, you know, because the Austin defender passed it to our guy um, who happens to be a former Austin player from last year. Uh-oh. So that made it, that made it even a little sweeter. Um, but even then in that moment, I, I, I just, I felt once that second goal went in for city, something magical was going to happen. Yeah. And and you talk about, like you said, the nifty footwork. I mean, that's class. That is pure class footwork, dribbling skill, and finishing. Mm-hmm. And I, I got to be honest, if that's the kind of play we get from our, from our forwards and our midfield all year long, we're going to surprise a lot of, a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, well, they did say that. Uh... This. Yeah, go ahead. They did say um, on the broadcast that I think is uh, the guy who scored the first goal, Tom Parker. Is that his name? Tim Parker. Yeah. Tim Parker. Yeah. That was Tim, like his first him, goal in like Tim five Parker. years. Him Parker. Who? Him Parker. Him? Oh, Timothy. <laughs> Timothy Parker. Himothy. Yeah, his Himothy. first goal in like five years or something. 2018, I think, was his last MLS goal. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of wild. That's kind of cool storyline too. Um, yeah. and, and, and here's the thing. This Saturday is their home opener, and they're already home dogs. Yeah, to a team that just started last year. I know it's not a lot, and you could probably call it a pick'em game, and it might move to a pick'em game. But I'm gonna ride with the dogs, man. Well, you I'm gonna to ride with the team at home, and yeah. and I'm not gonna look back. Yeah. Well, until I, they, I figure until, until they it... tell me different, I'm not looking back. If they keep winning, they're gonna start. You know, they'll start opening up some eyes. But well, uh, I mean, think about it. They they were started out the year plus ten thousand to win this the the MLS Cup, uh-huh. and then after Saturday night, they were plus five hundred. Wow. Now, of course, that's not gonna that's not gonna persist. You know, that's not gonna last. But imagine if you had put a hundred bucks on there, the cash out would already pay you off. Yep. So I, I, I think if anything, I want people to take away from St. Louis City's win on Saturday is this. Support this team. Even if it gets rough, support the team. Do not let a few games get in your way of saying, ah, well, here we go. We stink. Mm-hmm. Don't let that happen. Continue supporting this this team because they deserve it, and yet and Saturday night proved that they deserved it. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Okay, well, let's jump into some spring training news while we're, yeah. while we're moving. Um, let's do it. So, spring training news, uh, Jordan Walker had his first home run of the spring training. Um, that was In his first shot. at bat, too. Mammoth shot. He's a big boy. <laughs> He's ready to hit big dongs, baby. I mean, I, I, I still I, – I want to see him in person because – he looks every bit of big he is on TV, but I'm sure he is just even bigger in person. And the ball sounds terrific off his bat. That's what's scary. It's it, it's scary, and um, he's just he's just a mammoth of a man. Well, and I think Skip Schumacher, you know, came out with a quote, you know, after that game, and he said that exactly what you're saying about it's sounding off his bat. The barrel, the way he gets the barrel on the ball, essentially is, um, is something to see. And, you know, at at this point, if he continues to push, I mean, you're going to have to start asking yourself, where is he going to start the year? I mean, you know, this is the it's a nice problem to have. Don't get me wrong. But then there comes a time where it's like, okay, if he's one of our best 26 players, then we got to play him. And whoever's missing out is missing out. There's not it's not my fault. Mm hmm. They have to perform. Yeah. And fortunately, and, and fortunately, it seems like pretty much wh- whoever is in a competition right now for a starting spot is performing well. You got Brendan Donovan hitting two nukes. You got Nolan Gorman playing a solid middle infield and hitting decently. You got Lars Newtbar contributing, Dylan Carlson contributing, Jordan Walker's now contributing. I haven't seen too much from Tyler O'Neill, but he's going off to the WBC here soon for Team Canada. Mm-hmm. So all this competition is going on. And if Jordan Walker, you know, decides to be, you know, ex- exactly what we think of him, it's going to be really tough to say no. Yep. And I hope I hope Ollie takes that to heart, too. I know in second year, I hope he really analyzes and says, man, you know, he, we we kind of need this guy. Yeah. Again, I think a lot of Cardinal players, I'm sorry, a lot of Cardinal fans want Jordan Walker to start opening, to be in the opening day roster. And I think that will sell tickets too. Oh, yeah. Because people want to go see the next up-and-coming thing. Mm-hmm. And if he is the next up-and-coming thing and plays like it, all of a sudden you have an offense that, you know, was going to be pretty good and it's going to be really good because yep. of him. Yep. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, you're talking about Brendan Donovan um, leading off Newt Bar, Goldie, Arnado, Contreras, then throw Jordan Walker right behind that. That's a lot of power. What's kind of wild. I mean, the, the team spread out. I feel like we're, you know, we've got a few older guys, um, veterans, if you will. But we're kind of young too. I mean, I, Tommy's Tommy's young. Brendan Donovan's young, younger, I guess. Not yeah. not like you know, twenty two. But uh, I feel like the team's spread out. It's nice. Um, but yeah, the push is going to come to shove sooner or later with the with the lineup and the outfield. And yeah. I mean, hopefully they make the 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 correct decision on Jordan Walker. Uh, yeah, and and look, am I going to be disappointed that he's if he gets, you know, tossed down to triple A slightly. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you also have to do what's best for him too. Yeah. 
And if, if he starts to struggle at some point and, and, or, you know, it's pretty clear that he's not going to make the team, then transition him, mm-hmm. let him get his at bats at triple a and then bring him up in May. Yep. And, and, and let it roll from there. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. I, I think we said this about Dylan Carlson when he came up and I will say the same thing about Jordan Walker. Let the kid play. Yep. Let the kid play. Let him make his mistakes. Let him learn. Let him do whatever he has to do when he gets his call up to the big leagues. Gotta let the kid wet. play. Got to get those feet wet. Yep. Um, you got to let him play. Yeah. Um, so real quick, let's just let's just run through a couple more cardinal things before we get into our big topic here. Um CB Buckner, big baby. I'm kind of tired of him. Uh, <laughs> he's just he, it, he's, it just amazes me how much of a of a douche you can be. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. It yeah. just it, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. Like get over yourself, dude. Get over yourself. This whole this whole bull crap between the two of them, and I know they shook hands today and everybody made a big deal about it, mm-hmm. but the fact that you can't bring yourself to, to move on from an event that happened, you know, six, seven months ago, come on. Yeah. Yeah, come that's, kind on, of, that's wild. That is just Bush League. And, and honestly – I know they shook hands today, but I guarantee I would wouldn't be surprised if they go at it again later in the year. If CB Buckner's a home plate umpire, oh yeah, while the Cardinals are playing, yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, I figure it might, it'll probably happen, and uh, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth for officiating at that point in time. Well, and and not only that, but then you know, Katie Wu asked, uh, you know, Ollie if he was fine, and he refused to comment, which pretty much tells me he probably did get fined. Because, yeah. of course, you can't criticize the umpires. Of course. Of course you can't. Yeah. Because they, they don't do anything wrong. Nope. But okay. even in that case, I think it's Bush League that MLB finds them, finds Ollie there. Mm-hmm. Because they're, Ollie did everything that he had to do to put everything behind him. But because of somebody else's actions, he has to deal with the bullshit that mm-hmm. comes with that territory. Yep. And everybody sees it because they saw what happened last year, and yeah. and it just it just it really bothers me that he if if he did he never said yes but I'm assuming by by him not commenting he did, um I think that's crap. Yeah. Okay, real quick, last thing on St. Louis before we get into yeah. DC. Uh, who are you taking in the uh, who you who if you had a vote or who are you voting for in the Cardinals Hall of Fame this year? <laughs> uh, I'm taking the minus ten thousand pick in David Freeze and just getting it out of the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I guess uh, I no, guess there's only one vote won't... this year. There's only one oh, vote. There's only one. Oh, then then it's literally. You know what? It's not even minus ten thousand. I just upped it up to minus a hundred thousand. Yeah. If he if he isn't the pick, it would be the biggest upset in Cardinals history. I'll tell you that much. I mean, come on. The dude has one of the most iconic moments in Cardinals history in baseball history mm-hmm. in one of the most iconic games in, in baseball history. 
had one of the most incredible postseason runs in Cardinals history. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, he wasn't, you know, he's not Albert Pujols, he's not Yadier Molina, but I mean, this is this is as much of a lock as I've ever seen one. Yeah, I, that's that's and, and to be fair, too. and to be fair to everybody else that's on the on the um on the I guess the other candidates. Edgar Renteria, yeah, he's a he was a good shortstop, but I just don't see that ever happening. Yeah, um, Matt Morris, I, I guess he's a crowd favorite. I was too young for him, so I, I don't know a lot about him. Um, I would say, I would he say he might be he would he might be he would have been my second guess if or my second pick. Yeah, uh, that's who mine would be. I mean, you're gonna have to go with it's the Cardinals Hall of Fame. He single handedly. Yeah. Now nah, I wouldn't say single-handedly, but had a very big part in Game Six of the World Series. Um, right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, that that's my pick on that. Yeah, I, I it's it's too much of a lock. Yeah, and, and honestly, I hope they don't waste time whenever Yachty and Albert come up for the Hall of Fame, Cardinals Hall of Fame shit, because they just once they retire their numbers, they just might as well just say, "Here's your red jacket too." Yep. And, and move on. Yep. Absolutely. The same thing with Wayno, because uh, I know it'll happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's jump into it. Pool C for Woo! the World Baseball Classic 2023. Yeah. We got USA, uh, Mexico, yeah. Colombia, Canada, and Great Britain in Pool C. Um, who are you taking? Pool C, two teams. I've looked at the I've looked at this list and I think it's a it's a pretty clear bet that you can mark down USA for one of those spots. Um and I and I'm going to go with the better lineup out of the rest of the group and that's Mexico. Mm-hmm. I think Mexico, you know, they've got a very very solid lineup, a lot of uh major league talent, uh Randy Rosarena um, Rowdy Tellez, Luis Arias. There's a lot of good hitters on that team. And they're a very sneaky team as well. We even have Giovanni Gallegos, who's in the bullpen for Mexico. So their pitching um, should hold up pretty well. I just don't think Canada and Colombia can, can match that firepower. Um, so my pick to win it will be the USA but my runner-up will be Mexico. I think that's a pretty safe bet. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go USA, and um, I think my second team will probably be. I'll probably go with um. Hold on, scanning through the roster real quick before I make a last-minute decision. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Mexico, Mexico, USA, Pool C. Um, yeah, I, I, I look. If you're looking based on schedule, USA opens up against Great Britain. That's a win. Then the next game they play Mexico, and that's going to be the telltale sign. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that, as you and I have discussed you know, recently, the only thing that truly scares us about the USA is their starting pitching. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, not, it's not lights out, and you know people can get – most of those pitchers that have – are on the uh, on the starting docket. You know, we've seen them get lit up before at times. So that's what scares me the most. And it's not like their bullpen has a lot of standout either. 
They've got a lot of good guys. And I just think the only thing that really just scares me is their lineup. I mean, that their lineup almost every day is an all-star team. So I, I, I think the USA will do enough to win their games. I think they go 4-0. Mexico would be a very sneaky pick if you wanted to throw money at a team to win a group that could knock the USA off. But I, I just don't see it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty locked. I think for for both of us mm-hmm. on that on that side of things. Um, yeah. Now the tricky one's going to be this pool D. Yeah. Yep, soul in pool D. Uh, but uh, <sighs> this is hey. tough. This is tough for me, man. I, I, I was dreading this conversation all week because I knew I would have to put my money where my mouth is at some point. And uh, this is tough. I mean, it's a tough group. It's in my opinion, it's the toughest group out of all of them. Mm -hmm. The, the, The depth of talent in pool D is way beyond pool a way beyond pool B and just slightly ahead of pool C, I would say. Um, I think just because it's it's who they are, I just don't see how you can't take the Dominican Republic to win this pool. That lineup is is insane. Now good. the only it I'm sorry, it is good. It, it's good. It's 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 easily the best lineup. The only thing that I'll say whenever I was watching the roster construction and looking at it top to bottom is their outfield feels very light. Uh, I feel like they're sticking with three guys the entire time, and you've got an aging Nelson Cruz also on the team that's going to be playing, so he'll probably be DHing most of the time. Yeah. Um, but a lot of these guys have, have played before, and then there are some that have not played before. So there could be a little bit of, I don't know, nervousness, but if you look at the way that this is going to shake out, I, I really do think the Dominican Republic is is the team to beat in this pool. So it would be hard not to pick them. My The second team that I, I'm really concerned about would be Team Venezuela. Mm-hmm. Um, traditionally, they have not been a great team in the World Baseball Classic. They have done well. They did well last tournament. But the year, the time before that, it was not a very good showing by them, and mainly because they don't have the starting pitching to really push them forward. This year, I think is a different story. I think they've got some better pitching. I think they've got a better bullpen, and this is the deepest lineup that they have put out there. You've got Salvi, you've got Altuve, you've got Miggy, a couple other uh, Acuna is also playing on this team. And just those four alone are, are as good as, uh, you know, a lot of other fours, the best four players on all, any of the teams. So Venezuela is obviously a team to watch. And then obviously, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about them. Team Puerto Rico, managed by Yachty. They've got their own talented roster as well. The only thing that I would say is, is it really stinks that Carlos Correa cannot play for this team. Why can't because he, he well, he is 
he, his uh, wife is due for second baby, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And so that it kind of was a big hit in my opinion. Um, that doesn't mean that they won't be able to play good baseball. They still have Francisco Lindor. They've got Javi Baez. Um, they've got some good starting pitching, Jose Barrios, Marcus Stroman. Um, they've got a, a really good bullpen. So if they get a lead, they probably have the best bullpen in Pool D, to be honest, with Edwin Diaz, Joe Jimenez, and a couple other guys. Oh, um, the guy from uh, Johan Duran from uh, Minnesota. They've got a great bullpen. As to who am I going to pick to win, though, Dingy? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm struggling, man, because I, I just – anything can happen in this group. I mean, you and I talked about it last last week where the first game, the very first game of this of uh, of the pool of pool D is Puerto Rico versus Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. Puerto Rico should win that game. I'm and I'm not gonna look back on that one. Yeah. But then you have the biggest game of the first round, in my opinion, between any of the pools, and that's Dominican Republic versus Venezuela. Mm-hmm. Whoever loses that game is essentially in a big, big hole, mm-hmm. in a huge hole. And if it's the if it's the Dominican Republic who loses that game, then all of a sudden I'm like, who knows what could happen? Because right after the Dominican plays Venezuela, Dominican Republic has some pretty much cakewalk. So if they win against Venezuela, they're pretty much a lock. It, then it becomes a, a battle between Venezuela and Puerto Rico. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take with with the best guess and best judgment that I have. I looked at the schedule. I've I've done my homework, and I'm going to say this. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Dominican Republic to win the group. I think they I think they'll do enough to win the group. And I, I'm gonna take gosh dang it. This is the hard one. Oh gosh. Speak on it. Speak on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna take I'm gonna take uh um <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Venezuela. Holy moly. You heard it here first, folks, on the turn and two. <laughs> Tito I, I has just, went against Puerto Rico, managed man. by Yadier Molina. I know. I hate myself. You can I'm not even Puerto Rican anymore. Uh-huh, I, I just I'm looking at the schedule, man. It just it again, in order for Puerto Rico to to advance, they pretty much have to win their first two games. Um, and they'll throw their their bet two best pitchers, so I guess that's a good thing. Um, but it's going to come down to their hitting, and I just don't think their lineup is going to be able to um, out slug Venezuela in that second game. But you never know. I mean, I, I'm I'm that's going why I would with play the game. That's right. I, I'm going with my head here. I'm going with what the schedule tells me. Um, but boy, would it be fun to see. Venezuela and Puerto Rico advance and the Dominican be left out. So here's I mean, how I feel. It, 
if you, if you think about it, there is a there is a chance that this group could be decided by Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic for the last game in the in pool play, and that would be something. Yeah, and that, well, the games in that pool are going to be exciting, anyways. I think I'm actually going to do something a little bit different with my picks. I'm actually going to go with Venezuela winning the pool and the DR getting second. Um, I, I I don't think that's terrible. I mean, and if you're a betting person, if there was a team that I think could be a dark horse in this tournament, it's Venezuela. Yep. It's Venezuela. And I, and I promise you on that one. I mean, I, I feel good about the DR honestly, but at the same time, like I feel like Venezuela could really surprise the whole pool. The, the only thing I'll say is, is they'll get that first game out of the way and they're going to see Sandy Alcantara. Yep. <laughs> and that's, that's a challenge in itself. Um, yeah. they're lucky that Sandy can't pitch nine innings. Otherwise he probably would, but in order to, in order to beat the Dominican, you have to get, you have to get to their bullpen. It's not nearly as good as their start starting yeah. pitching, but that lineup is dangerous. Yeah. Um, and that's, I, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll see how it plays out soon, but, uh, that's just how I feel on it. I feel like, um, I, I guess I wanted to be different because, yeah, I think yeah. I, I could pick the DR any day of the week, but Venezuela looks pretty tough too. The, the, the lineup is really good. I, I really do. I think it's just too strong for Puerto Rico to overcome. And, you know, if Puerto Rico somehow manages to to win and beat them in game two, then, you know, then I, I'll, eat my, I'll eat my crow here and, and just say, you know what, all right. They just they outplayed the expectations, in my opinion. Absolutely, but I, I truly, I truly do think it's Dominican Venezuela, no doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that means that means you picked you picked USA and Mexico. I did the same thing. Um, so that would mean you would have Venezuela versus Mexico in the first knockout game, and USA versus the Dominican Republic. <laughs> mm. uh, I, I yeah. think that's I think that's definitely something to analyze for the next time that well <laughs> next week because I feel like that could be that could be that could be a longer conversation than than it took for you to decide if you're gonna pick Puerto Rico or not. Yeah, I know, I know. And if and if you're looking at it from my perspective, I've got USA versus Venezuela and DR versus Mexico. It's the safer option, I think. You would agree with that, but um, I think that's where we stand for right now. And um, hey, you know what? Next week, next Monday, it uh, pool A starts. Pool A starts. Oh, I'm ready for some baseball. Some actually legit baseball. Yeah. Hey, hey, actually, I wanted to bring this up. Remember that I said Netherlands was going to win this group. Um, they're still at plus 250 to win and to qualify they're actually at minus 150 so i'm i i wish i could i'm gonna tweet about it probably before the start of the tournament mm-hmm. about my official picks but if i was a betting person and i saw that a minus 150 to qualify and plus 250 to win the group i think i i think i'm right in that yeah yeah i hear that um yeah. But you picked Cuba, so you can't you can't change. Cuba. <laughs> uh, 
Um, okay, well, that's that's pool C, pool D discussion for this week until next week, whenever we break it all together. Um, I guess before we hang well, it up, um, who who does uh who does City play on Saturday? They play Charlotte FC. Um, game time's at 7 30. If you're in the St. Louis area and you want to come have fun, um, there will be pre-game, pre-watch, or I can not pre-watch, but a pre-game party at 4 p.m. I know that St. Luligans will be at the Schlafly Tap Room on Luligan Street. Um, then they will, I know the St. Luligans will march at 6.45 to go to the game. Um, so that should be a lot of fun. So if you're in St. Louis or if, you know, if you can make it downtown um, on Saturday, just be ready for, be ready for some fun. Uh, that place is going to be loud and rocking. Um, and I, I gotta be honest, Dingy, that's all I could think about this, this Monday. I, I that's literally all I could think about was how much fun Saturday is going to be. Mm-hmm. Where are your seats at? I am actually in section 207 row eight, um, which is one section off of midfield. Okay. Um, so I feel like I have a pretty good seat, um, my buddy today that I'm going with texted me. He said, I can't believe tickets are going for $400 a piece in the lower bowl. Um, and I said, yeah, <laughs> I'm not surprised. And Absolutely. honestly, that, and I'm not, I'm not surprised. And especially after they won on Saturday, people are really going to start buying into this. And, you know, I'm looking at games in, in July and people are selling, you know, the same seats that I'm sitting in for, pretty much the same price for the home opener and i'm like that is insane to me but it's good for the team it's good it's good for the team people generating revenue you know that's going to bring in more players attract more talent people are going to want to play for st louis city and i'll go back to what i said earlier in this episode support the team support the team support the team they deserve it absolutely well good Good. I'll be. Uh, I'll be hopefully watching it. Um, you will. You will. But um, yeah, guys, if you want to subscribe to the Turn Into Podcast, Apple iTunes as always, or everybody's other favorite, Spotify. Woo! Um, so until next Monday, Tito. Oh. Yes. You got to end it. Oh, how about St. Louis City? Woo.